welcome back to the Wild Thoughts Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kat. I'm your co-host, Afi. And today we're back with another episode all about career advice. So we're going to teach you how to get your dream job. And we did ask a question of the week on Instagram, but we got quite a few questions. Um, Let me just say what our question was, actually. Mm -hmm. So we asked you guys, what career-related tips would you like to know about? And we got a ton of questions. So we're going to treat this episode more as like a Q&A rather than just asking your questions and then mm-hmm. we get into our tips. So with that, I guess we can just jump in. Yes, popular demand. So <laughs> we kind of categorize them. Um, so the first topic is kind of like what to expect like before the job hunt and just the job hunt in general. So the first question was, how do you stay motivated in your career path? Mm-hmm. So Kathy, do you want to um, give sure. your tips first? Sure, I'll take it away. So I kind of separated like, when you're in school versus when you're actually in the job force and you need to be motivated. So um, if you're in school, I would say to try to find hobbies or like I put in quotes side quests that Mm. relate to your field that you're studying in to kind of like gauge what type of focus you want to put in your industry. Because I know like, for example, marketing, there's so many things that you can do. And if you're not taking the time to actually learn about it in your free time to know exactly what you want to do, it's kind of like true. It can be overwhelming because you don't know exactly what you want. So by doing that, you can get more motivated because you can be like, okay, I found something I enjoy in this aspect. So I'm going to keep doing my schooling, keep going at it because like this is super interesting to me and this is my end goal type of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's actually smart. Yeah. Okay. To be honest, I didn't. So you're smart. You see, I didn't really divide it. I kind of just looked Mm -hmm. at it as a whole. Like how do you stay? I guess I was looking at it more in terms of like after you graduate type of thing, like when you're not a student um so i don't know if you want to comment on your it's okay you can go and i'll add okay okay so for me it's kind of like what you mentioned but you would do it after so you kind of have to try different types of jobs in your Mm -hmm. field and experiment because i feel like that's the only way to actually know what you're gonna like is to do it but i think kathy's approach is good if you're if you just want to have like an a step ahead of things and you if you're you don't want to get like overwhelmed when you graduate Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's anything wrong with just like trying things out or you know what you can always make a list I think this helped me too is like okay what do I like like what are my passions and then what are things that I know based on you know maybe it could be group projects or past jobs that I didn't like you know yeah and you don't have to do like your direct passion like just because you like art doesn't mean you have to become like a painter but I just mean like you take the little elements and you try to like mix and match and you go through the job description and you're like okay I know the job descriptions are obviously very positive like it's it's like it it makes it it makes everything seem like fun and realistically like not everything not all of those tasks are actually fun but I think you just have to like mix and match and see like okay which one aligns with what you like and just try things out yeah but fields are so broad like marketing is so big so you kind of have to like either know yourself really well or just try out different types of jobs and rule the ones that you know like if you know you're not gonna like this job like don't go try it because you already know okay most likely not gonna be it for me but that's pretty much like what I would yeah. say to do. So my thing is a little, I want to say a little broader than that in terms of career. So I kind of said like, plan your long-term career goals right now. So like, if you know that you're in a path that maybe you're unsure about, like think of 
the long-term where you want to reach to. And once you do that, you're going to try to take the steps towards that, obviously. So like, let's say I'm studying marketing, but I'm kind of like, mm, I don't really know what I want, but long-term I want to be like, okay, I want to be like a director of social media, let's say. Mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to start working on my own social media. I'm going to learn tips and tricks to grow my own social media. I'm going to yeah. post like this. Like you can take steps towards it that are going to be more motivating because then you're going to see the reward that comes from it or the the success achievement aspect of that so i think that can kind of be motivating if you're in a a path that like you know you like but you don't know how to narrow it down yeah that makes you know what i mean yeah and i feel like it's smart to look at in terms of like short term long term so you have like small steps you're taking towards like the bigger picture so it like motivates you every step of the way exactly and then on the flip side if you're in a career path that you're like really unsure about because you're not sure if you're actually liking it but you're still want to get through it i would say like positive affirmations and rewards are the way to go so like Mm -hmm. first be kind to yourself because like if you're already not liking what you're doing like don't put pressure on yourself and don't like put yourself down if let's say you're not you're not getting it or like you're not the results of you putting in the work and the results are coming back and like not what you expect be kind Mm -hmm. to yourself don't put yourself down because of it because then it's just gonna go downhill from there and I think like have a reward system for yourself so like every Mm -hmm. week after you accomplish all your tasks for the week treat yourself to a dinner treat yourself to a bath like do something for yourself that you know it's gonna make you feel good and in that Mm -hmm. case it's like you're going to kind of train yourself to be like, okay, as, as long as I accomplish this this week, then I can have some fun me time. Yeah. And you're not worrying about like that part of it. And then you can just kind of relax. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so stupid. I didn't, I like forgot the question as we were saying it. And I'm like, I don't Why? feel like I fully answered because <laughs> I left a part of my answer out. Oh. But basically my answer, why I said to try different because I like twisted the the question in my head but what I meant was that um if like because the question is to stay motivated in your career path so what I meant was that like like for example marketing is so broad so if you change your routine up like you don't stay in the same type of position for long and you try different things so you broaden your skill set so that might motivate you because you're doing different things so that's gonna be more interesting it's gonna be more interesting than just like studying in the field like at least you're doing something to do to like get experience out of it exactly and like yeah if you get bored of something because you've been doing it for a while the like the field you're in is probably so broad so like maybe try something different that's still kind of familiar but uncomfortable enough for you to like be stimulated by it yeah challenged yeah exactly Exactly. nice okay okay so (laughs) the next question in that category was how to find a career path that fits into one of your passions okay so I have about five things okay, that you ahead. can do. So the first one, I, I would say think of think of what you want to do, like mm-hmm. as a career, like the first thought that comes into your head and think of your strengths and see if those match up. If they don't match mm-hmm. up, then find a career that's going to cater to your strengths. That makes sense. That's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. So my first thing is to look for something in your daily routine that kind of like speaks to you and like can spark an interest. So let's mm. say, I don't know, if you're a hardcore journaler, maybe maybe journalism, maybe writing, maybe English, maybe something in languages could be something that Ooh. you go into. So try to find something in your daily routine that like, it's something that's kind of like, you don't really think of doing just because you, yeah. you enjoy doing it. It just become natural to you. 
that's actually smart because I feel like we get tired of repetition a lot. But like, for mm -hmm. example, if you're doing something every day that you like, but you don't realize it, then maybe that it'll be good because you won't get tired of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could like I feel like that one's kind of 50-50 because it could just be something you enjoy, but you don't want to really make it into a career. But it could yeah. be a hint to what you want to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Another thing, um, pay attention to the media that you consume. So like what mm. easily sparks your interest. Even like if you're scrolling through TikTok and there's a topic that always comes up that you're like, I want to watch this. For example, if I'm scrolling and I see like someone talking about a new makeup product. And I'm like, oh, I'm very into makeup. Let me look at this. Yeah, and like, yeah. Or someone talking about, <laughs> these are very random, but what I'm thinking of is like someone talking about like astrology or numerology, like that I'm very into. So maybe mm. like, maybe you want to study the stars. You yeah, know what I mean? maybe. Like know, anything yeah. that sparks your interest or even like TV show related, if there's something like, um, I don't know, Breaking Bad is very science. Like I know it's about meth, but it's very science I just science started watching that, by the way. Yeah. A lot oh of people God, are something. starting now. I haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah, but like, apparently it's like really good. It's like, yeah. apparently it's like one of the best shows. So. If you're super into that, maybe you're really into sciences, you know, like just yeah. find something that sparks your interest and kind of build off of that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. Did okay, two else? more. Yeah, yeah two ahead. more. No, so okay. think of what you love to do, but eliminate the money aspect of it. Because I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of times we think of like, let's say I, I, a lot of people use like artistry. So like if I love painting, but like, it's hard to find a job, stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to let that like impact Dictate, your decision, yeah. which you shouldn't because if you're passionate about it, you're going to find a way to get yourself to make a living. And, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's so eliminate true. money from the equation and just think about what you love, make a list and go through it that way. Um, my last tip is to ask friends what they associate you to. So a lot of the times it's like, it's hard to think about yourself in that aspect. So maybe going to a friend or a parent or someone like close to you might help spark something, mm -hmm. you know, cause they, they know you also. So maybe they'll be like, oh, I kind of see you doing this and maybe that can yeah. spark something. Exactly. Yeah. And they see you from like the outside. I feel like when you're analyzing yourself, there's yeah. so many things. So it's like, you don't know what to pinpoint it at, but yeah. Okay. Exactly. These are some good tips, Kathy. Wow. Thank I'm you. taking Thank them you. in also. <laughs> Very, I didn't even think about that, but that's really yeah. good. Um, okay. For me, it was kind of like a general thing, but based on my experience, I've kind of just like a little bit similar to maybe the first step that Kathy said, but like kind of identify what your main passion is. And I said to narrow it down to be as specific as possible and find jobs like that directly correlate to it. So basically like, I feel like sometimes you're going to look at things indirectly. Like, I don't know. How, okay. Wait, I don't know if this is making sense, but I feel like you're going to be like, Oh, I don't know. Let's say you do like a marketing job and you're like, Oh, but I'm going to be with people. But the thing is like, that's such an indirect thing. Mm -hmm. Like the task itself, I feel like has to be something that you like. So yeah, like, yeah, like I said, kind of in the previous question, I kind of said, but cause I mixed them up, but, um, narrow down like what your interests are maybe through Kathy's methods. Like, uh, if there's something that sparks, like note it down, be like, Oh, I really find these types of videos interesting. And then when you're looking for jobs, don't look at things like indirect. They have to be like obvious tasks because I feel like, if you're looking at things it like very small things that may indirectly um, correlate to things that you like, it's not actually going to like make you happy because mm -hmm. it won't be like the main part of the job. And yeah, then um, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if this is helpful, but um, no, but another, it makes sense. Yeah, I just feel like I would always make excuses for me. I'm like, oh, 
when I'm going to new job, like, okay, cool. I have a lot of like, I'm working in person and talking, but the main job would be like customer service. Like if you don't like customer service, even if you like, you know what I mean? Like there's like a difference yeah. and you really have to look at like the tasks itself. Um, and then the other thing that I've done actually, personality tests. Cause sometimes mm. when you're confused, True. yeah. And you can actually find, I know it's very like kind of generic because so many people have the same type, maybe similar personalities, but hey, it works. You can find like jobs to specific personalities. And if ever you, if you've ever kind of thought about it and it like is, is, um, coincides with what your personality test tells you, then maybe it's like a sign, you know, for like, let's say I've thought about being a lawyer, then I go and I type in my personality and I do the test and it tells me like one of the, um, popular uh, careers for you type of personality. It could inspire you. Exactly. And then you might look into it and be like, oh, cool. And it's kind of like a sign. Um, But yeah, I think like personality tests can help a lot uh, just to help you find what you like and what you don't. Yeah. The main the main point is like you need to find just like a list of things and then narrow it down from there. Lists really help. And sometimes it's it feels not obvious because when you have to like think about, okay, what am I passionate about? But I guess just starting to become more aware of things that you enjoy and you would want to like do as a career. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so our next section, we're going to be talking about uh, CV slash resumes and cover letters. So we have a couple of questions on that. So the first question is, any CV tips? Do I need to make it look fancy or keep it simple? So Afi, what do you think? Okay, so I feel like it depends on the job and the type of company um, that is employing you. Like if it's more of a creative company, then maybe you can take more risks, like maybe add like a color, like not super bright colors, but like Mm -hmm. more professional looking colors. But if it's more like traditional, like, you know, maybe I'm not sure, but like, let's say you're in finance or accounting and Mm -hmm. you're applying for a big corporate company, maybe keeping it safe because it depends on also like their brand image. I feel like what their like, yeah, what their image is and what type of like reputation they have and like what they look like from the outside. But then it also depends on the field you're in. Like, for example, like marketing, you might be able to be a bit more creative depending on the company than like a data science company, you know, like yeah. or like an engineering company. So I think it depends on that. So I think do some research and maybe see what like tips on Google or just online uh, and then decide. And I feel like you could be a bit creative, but don't go too all out like don't be putting like bright pink because i don't Mm -hmm. think like in general like i don't think it looks super professional so yeah yeah i agree with you um that it depends on the job also i know there's this thing i don't know if they have it in canada but i see a lot of u.s people saying that they have some companies have like a scanner which like they only recognize a serpent a serpent what a certain (laughs) a certain type of cv and like uh-huh. oh. they'll only accept you if the if the scanner accepts you. Yeah, that's why it really depends. Like I think my cousin, he's in data science, and I was asking him like, "What does your CV look like?" And he's like, "Oh, it's literally like the basic, like plain, yeah. like black." I'm like, "Oh, but yeah, yeah, it depends." I think at the same time is like you can still take a basic template, but show your personality through it. So I think yeah. that's the key. You still have to 
like even if you're applying somewhere where you think you need to be super professional, there's like different types of simple templates that you can use that Mm -hmm. still show some of your personalities, still show like you through it. So actually, I'm going to do a little plug here, but I wrote a a blog post like a while ago Mm. with five free Canva templates. So if you guys want to check that out, I'll have it linked down below. But they're different templates for like the type of job that I would think you can apply to because some of them, they'll... I. Some of them require, not require, but like they have pictures. And I know mm. some people like putting pictures on their CV, but like of a themselves. lot of people say, yeah, but a lot of people yeah. say not to do that because they can make a first judgment of you and not take you because of it. So I don't yeah. recommend, yeah, I don't recommend no putting picture. your picture on your resume. Canva does that a lot. They always have like a slaw, but I don't, because yeah, I don't think that's you should a more modern way to do it. But I, but people are going to judge you for that. Like, because yeah. people are like, their people are just... And it may also create, yeah, exactly. Because like, if they know your face compared to another candidate, they may like eliminate, you know what I mean? Because like, they're kind of having like, like Kathy said, like they're, uh, they're able to see you so they can make assumptions exactly, and they're not supposed to. Right. So maybe it it may not work in your favor. So yeah, maybe don't put your picture. Yeah. So I wouldn't put your picture. Um, I would just make your CV again, do it according to your job, but make sure that you're showing your personality personality through it and don't yeah. make it too long yeah ex- yeah short and sweet yeah short and like sweet. i and know can... when when i was applying i know people say to keep it to one page but i had like one page front and back just mm, because yeah. i felt like i had a lot to say yeah that's fine. <laughs> but like, like try to keep it as concise as possible while yeah. still demonstrating your skills yeah exactly and i feel like you can add little details here and there to make it a bit different but mm-hmm. i don't think you need to like whoa it needs to be like really different from other people's cvs obviously there's gonna yeah. be a general like similarity between cvs because like common common yeah. knowledge so like for example when i was applying to the accounting internships let's say i had to mm-hmm. follow the co-op cv template which it was like super simple like straight to the point just showed your skills right away blah 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 but then when i was applying to marketing positions i used a, a cv template from canva i mm. added some color like i used like a muted purple i think like yeah. nothing too dramatic but yeah. it had personality and i felt like yeah. i could play around with the template more than if i was just using um a simple template just because like I'm applying to marketing. So they want to see creativity. Right. Yeah. So I, again, I think it all rolls back to like, it depends where you're applying. Yeah. And even the position, like, you know, like maybe marketing, like if you're being like, um, making a content creator or whatever Mm -hmm. compared to like a data analytics, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously it depends on the positions, on the field and all that, but I mean, do what you feel is right mm-hmm. based on the, like, even if you get a sense of the company and it's a really like modern, like vibe, it's yeah. very like open and positive, then maybe they'll be more open to colors, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the second question is cover letters are the bane of my existence. How can I stand out? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I literally wrote, oof, that's a tough one because <laughs> I'm not an expert on cover letters. Even I don't enjoy and I'm not like super experienced, but kind of from what I've heard and even learned, I feel like you can be unique because you kind of have to differentiate your cover letter from your CV a little bit because you don't want to be repeating exactly what's on your CV onto your cover letter. 
Okay, so I kind of said that you want to include things that you didn't fully expand on your CV. And maybe that's mm-hmm. like kind of essential to the position to kind of showcase like your personality and why you're a good fit. But I feel like they want to see that you're actually a human being and not like a robot. Just like, you know, because on your CV, you're very like um, statement. Like it's just like the words and like um, what action verbs and stuff. Yeah. So it's not it's not it's really direct. Exactly. And on your on your CV, I think you just want to maybe emphasize things that you didn't get to fully expand on that would be interesting or maybe talk about personality things that would maybe um, be favorable for the position. So I feel like that I feel like if you do that and you're not copying like the basic templates and just changing the words and just putting in a little bit of extra effort and being a bit unique and creative, I feel like that could get you pretty far. Yeah. yeah, 100%. The purpose of a cover letter is to expand on your CV. So like, don't just take the three skills you put and be like, okay, yeah, I do this, this, and this, yeah. and then period. Take certain yeah. skills according to the position that you're applying to. So make sure that mm-hmm. you're taking the key, like if if the job posting has key terms, make sure you're using those key terms and explain yes. why you fit into that. And yeah. also what Afi said, you can also take... um other skills that you put that aren't related to like past experience but still make you who you are and can benefit the company like you need to show that you're an asset to the company in any way that you can so like also don't be afraid to like be confident in yourself because I know sometimes people are intimidated by cover letters because you're like talking about yourself selling yourself you're bragging about yourself but the thing is is like that's you have to one. use it to your advantage. Yeah. So like exactly. do whatever you can to sell yourself basically. And like no one's going to take it in a cocky way because everyone's going to be writing the same type of cover letter. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also a good tip that I learned is always research the company beforehand to see who the hiring manager is and include them in your letter. So at mm-hmm. least it's showing you're taking the initiative to actually do the research, do the work in order to like fully uh research the company you're very interested like it, it shows that you know the little I mean? details matter yeah exactly exactly and don't don't use generic terms like don't say you're a mm. team player or you're organized like that's boring like try the to stand stuff. out exactly yeah because it's already kind of on your cv probably or like similar things so, exactly yeah and i would I, also I, say oh yeah yeah sorry. Just, no, 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 just a small thing, but basically if you're doing something creative on your CV, make sure your cover letter matches to it so they can associate mm, them yes. together. Just yeah, in case like they sense. separate them or something, you know? Yeah, like if you're using a color and there's like a block exactly. of color, you want to make sure it matches. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I just kind of said like show that you have passion for the position. So like if they're, um, if like the company you're applying for is like, um, I don't know, in the fintech industry like show that you're interested in that maybe in your or you know a lot about it just so that you can show that you're applying not only just superficially and just for the job Mm -hmm. but you actually like enjoy this stuff and you're gonna like be happy in this position yeah just sell it yourself (laughs) yeah that's all you have to do you just have to sell yourself so include whatever you think is going to be beneficial for them we love that yeah all right okay so the next um segment is how to get the job okay so the first question is tips for interview prep and most stressful experience ever yeah so they're saying interview is the most stressful experience oh okay yes yeah yes. oh i thought they were asking us for our no, most stressful experience no they're okay, saying it's 
It's very stressful. It's stressful. So okay, tips. so they need tips for interview. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is obviously research, research the company because they're going to ask why our company, what do you know about us? They're, those are the generic questions. And also when you're researching, see if there's anything that happened in the news related to the company. That's a that's a key thing that... Like current events. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I learned that from my father actually because he used to interview a lot of people and mm-hmm. like people that that saw something that happened recently and brought it up it would stand out to them because it's like oh you're you're actually taking the current an standing of the company exactly. so it's like because you're interviewing now so you want to see how can you help like now kind of exactly yeah. so mm, that's smart. that's a really good tip um i also like to prep answers to the generic questions and also questions that i think relate to the position just mm-hmm. because i get nervous very easily and i get anxiety and i know that if i don't prep beforehand i'm gonna blank and then it's i'm gonna Same. tank the interview so yeah. i know a lot of people say like don't like prep your answers blah blah blah. but i like to prep everything yeah because i'd rather no, be over prepared than under yeah you know i agree okay i have a lot of stuff so do you want to like <laughs> jump in here no you know it's okay you go ahead and if i have anything okay. to add and i will yeah okay um i also said that if it's a zoom interview let's say be sure to have the job posting and your cv open in front of you so at least you can refer to the job posting, use keywords that's on the job posting mm. while you're explaining, but don't make it obvious, obviously, that you're reading off of the job posting. But I think that also helps really well because they, they're they looking for those key terms that, let's say you're doing, um, you're sharing your past experience and you have mm-hmm. something that relates to something that they put in the job position, make sure you point that out. Point you know what I mean? Out, yeah. If you're in person, you can prep beforehand with those key terms, but also be sure to bring extra um, copies of your CV because I've had it a couple of times where I go to the interview and there's extra people that randomly come in that are in oh. the interview and it, it shows that you're prepared if you have oh. extra. That's like a really old trick that yeah, people say still, to do, no, good, but yeah. always be prepared in that way also. Okay, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Don't be generic in your answers. Mm-hmm. Be honest, but don't use it as like a venting session. Uh, yeah, Because yeah. you know how some some questions are like, okay, uh, what was a, a conflict that you had in your last job yeah. that you, you were able to like solve and stuff like that? Like try to be honest, but don't like make yourself look bad at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to make it like tech, not technical, but I mean like answer- the question so that it benefits you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sense. Exactly. Um, also, be prepared to have small talk. <laughs> because some interviews will go off of the career questions and they'll ask you random questions. Yeah. Obviously, don't answer if they're personal questions and they're wrong for asking that. Yeah. But, like, for example, on my CV, I know some people put, like, random interests that they have so i had travel on my cv so i had an interviewer like talk with me for 10 minutes just about traveling and like where i've been and stuff like that so be prepared to do the small talk because they'll also it's also them gauging how you're gonna fit in their company culture yeah and it's also for you to understand understand how they are right maybe they want to also they want to also see like are you bullshitting like are you just writing any interest on your cv like are you actually passionate about this like yeah can you keep a conversation that's not about like career like yeah exactly i think it just it's to build rapport like on my last interview for the current position that i'm in my boss actually asked me like okay what what uh animal is your spirit animal 
Yeah. Like, it was so out of nowhere. Like, I was not prepared for that question. Breaker, like, exactly. But like, yeah. you got to be on top of it and you got to be able to keep a conversation going. Hmm. Interesting. That's really yeah. good. Okay, my last tips. I have a lot of tips. No, it's okay. We need just them. to like, to give some background, I obviously, if you listen to this podcast, I'm very career driven. And I used to do, I used to do so much research about how to like be a boss, how to be the CEO, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm very into like career advice. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, we need it. Lists of things. Okay. So I kind of touched upon this in my last answer, but remember that the interview is a chance for you to get to know their work environment. And it's also a way for you to gauge like if you think the company culture is going to fit your values. So just that's kind of adds less stress for me personally, because I'm like, if I don't like the way the interviewer is speaking or like they're kind of unprepared, stuff like that, that's kind of like turned me off. And it's like, you shouldn't be nervous in that case because like... You're also you're also kind of testing them in that way. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. hundred percent. So exactly. And because of that, you should always go to the interview prepared with questions that kind of allows you to see like a day in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Mm, okay, wow. So I kind of have similar I feel like I'm just repeating, so I won't like blob too much, but um that's why i wanted you to say some of your answers yeah i'm just saying everything no yeah no no it's okay but i'll just like keep them short if anything yeah my tips are uh pretty similar to kathy so what i usually do i'll i use google so i google questions with the company name or similar types of companies to see if like there are any resources online that can possibly help me and like i find Glassdoor things like that Mm -hmm. they have a lot of like interview tips sometimes and like once i found like a bunch of questions Obviously, it depends on, like, how popular the company is, if it's a big company. But that really helps, like, just anything you can find online. And like Kathy, I also, like, find the typical questions they would ask and prepare my answers on, like, a Google Doc. And I add, like, as I go, rearrange, whatever. And I also ask, like, kind of, like, what I think they would ask me based on the position. And what I've done also recently, well, like, um, my last couple interviews ago, I took the job description... And I kind of see, like, make the job description, like, tasks into questions, right? To see, like, what they would ask me in relation to the um, tasks. Yeah, so that I know, like, what to expect. And I'm not, like, Kathy, I like to be, like, prepared. Because, yes, you can be casual, but, and, like, kind of on the spot and talk. But there's... You know, you need some preparation to to yeah. kind of know what you're talking about. I feel like if you're not preparing in advance, you're going to be babbling and just about talking. random stuff. Yeah, and just talk and talk and talk. And that can kind of like kick you in the ass because like yeah. you could like blurt something that you wouldn't want an interviewer to know. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you need to differentiate like a casual conversation and you doing an interview. You know, there's yeah. kind of a difference. And when exactly. you don't set those like prepared questions you kind of forget because you're just talking about stuff like i would forget like already like you do i would like exactly so i think it's better and i think you can also if you want to get to know the industry or you're not super familiar with it, it's like a new industry that you've never worked in you can uh, do some research current events like kathy said um also i said 
make sure you know what's on your CV and how to properly answer questions related to your CV. Because sometimes I feel like we write our CV and we'll write like random qualities about ourselves, and but we don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. you know, like they might ask you like, oh, why do you say you're independent or what have you done that shows this? So kind of just know what's on your CV and what you're putting on there and make sure you're looking over that. Yeah, um, agreed. And then, yeah. And then also I wrote, just be as calm as you can and have a conversation with the person because I feel like now companies are a lot more um, casual about their interviews. Depends on the company, obviously. But they're more lighthearted, you know, like you could have a sense of humor, just like have fun and smile, but obviously still like be purposeful in the interview, answer the questions properly. And I said, stand your ground while still being respectful because like even Kathy said, sometimes people can be unprepared or ask you like strange questions. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I feel like you're, st- you have standards too. So you should also be asking those pertinent questions to see if this fits with you and not only if you're fitting with the company. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cause sometimes you're going to be like, okay, this really doesn't match with my vibe and the way that they're asking, like they can be rude. Like I've had that happen where the interview was kind of rude and I was like, whoa, okay. So I was like really turned off and I literally, yeah. they asked me for a second interview and I said, nope like mm-hmm. it's not yeah. my vibe you can say no that's also yeah. an important point you can say no if they because like, i know some people can offer you the job like on the spot and if the yeah. interview did not fit your vibe say no or you can be exactly. like oh give me time I'll to think, think about, about it but it. then like yeah reply to Get them and say no them. yeah exactly so the next question is how do you set yourself apart from others how do you get ahead of the game slash competition okay So my tips are kind of related to the interview also, but I said, obviously research the company also research the interviewer because you might have, you might find things that you can relate to in the interviewer. Like I've had a few interviews with people where like we went to the same high school, even though like Mm -hmm. there's a big age difference, but at least you can relate to that or like they traveled to the same place as you. Like you can find those things that are going to build the rapport and like you're going to click with the interviewer show you have personality yeah exactly and you can have something in common that you bring to the table so that they can feel more comfortable with you also you know yeah exactly i also said ensure that your cv is using related keywords to the job when you're applying so 100 percent. that's i feel like that's like a yeah generic no, <laughs> advice um when you're writing your follow-up email this, I, I don't know who I learned this from, but this is a really good tip. When you're writing your follow-up email, be sure to include like a one-liner about something that you found interesting about the interview. Mm, so by doing good. this, A, it's going to show, it's going to help the interviewer remember you. And mm-hmm. B, it's going to show that you were really listening and really interested in the position and bring up your chance of getting like a second interview or even getting yeah. a job. Because you you're, you're taking, exactly, you were present and you're taking that extra step to be like, this was really interesting for me. Thank you for explaining it. Like I did that in an interview once because um, it was like my first um, co-op interview and they were kind of explaining like the whole laydown of like what it would be if I, if I continued like as a CPA and then if I work yeah. there, this is what you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I found that super interesting because no one actually like explain to me long term what this would mean if I stayed in a position like this right yeah so I used that to my advantage and I ended up getting the job I don't know if that's why I got the job but But it it was probably an extra push exactly yeah exactly yeah really good yeah Yeah. 
And then my last tip would to be um, complete some side programs or certifications that can give you a one up on competition or even like be sure to like like go into jobs while you're in school that relate to the to the career that you're studying in. So like you can if you don't have time for that, though, the certifications help. You can do like Google has free ones or HubSpot. They have a lot. I know for marketing. I don't know in other related industries. But yeah, so do some side things that are going to help you get a one up on people. Yeah, exactly. And even I feel like the certificates, even if it's not directly related, but something that could just benefit the position, like, exactly. I don't know, let's say it's a marketing certificate or something digital and it could just benefit. And they see that you have, I feel like they like seeing that you have different skills because mm-hmm. if something goes wrong or problem solving wise, you can actually like help out and be like, kind of do like two in one, you know, yeah. obviously you don't want to do extra work, but it just looks good. Yeah, but, exactly. Oh, that's really good. Okay, so for me, I kind of just... First, I wrote, honestly, it sucks that you always have to feel like you're competing um, because obviously we're all different and all that, but let's be realistic. Like, that's how it works because a lot of people apply for obviously the same position. Okay, this is... I don't know if it's like directly related, but it's kind of just like a motivational thing, but sometimes there's just the right jobs for the right people and like not every job is Mm -hmm. made for everyone. So like... If you feel confident and you're qualified, you just have to do your best and show that you know what you're talking about throughout the interview. Um, And how you can do that, actually, one of my friends uh, told me about this, but you can go the extra mile. For example, let's say, okay, you have an interview coming up and uh, maybe it's like a consulting company, I don't know. Like you can kind of prepare maybe like a slide deck showing like, okay, this is how I would like, tackle this you know like almost like doing the job before you get the job just to show them like a sneak like a sneak peek you know you know what happened to me once i had an interview where i got a second interview and once we finished the first interview they asked me to prepare a portfolio because Mm, they are also like this this is like it depends what the position you're applying for but let's say in this position they also wanted me to have like graphic design skills and because I know Photoshop and stuff, they wanted me to provide a portfolio Prepare. like that. And I was like, oh, I'm like, cool. I didn't know marketing requires portfolios. So I like kind of yeah, had a mini especially- panic. But then like mm-hmm. the second interview, I had a deck and they were like super impressed. Like, yeah. so I think that that's a smart idea to have something prepared just in case they ask. Exactly. And like, if you're doing it before they even think about it, it's like showing the initiative exactly. and it shows how much you want it. Obviously, like if you're getting a bad vibe, but like, let's say you really like, it's going really well mm-hmm. and you prepared something and you're passionate about the company. It just shows like there's no way they're not going to be impressed. Like, I'm sorry. Like if you did it well exactly. and properly, yeah. like I, like, anyone would be impressed by that because it's not something everyone does right mm-hmm. away. Um, but yeah, I think that would maybe put you ahead of the competition. Yeah, I like but that. That was okay. pretty much it for that. So the <laughs> next, Oh, I forgot there was another question in this category. So it was, how do you deal with, feeling behind in your career when you just graduated uh for example some job posting asking asking for x years of experience for entry-level jobs okay so i've actually had to like give motivational speeches to a bunch of people because of this (laughs) and my answer is always apply anyway because the worst they can say is no and you don't know who's actually applying to be these positions and like if everyone sucks but you don't have the same amount of experience but you're doing like a fabulous job then they're mm-hmm. gonna hire you yeah. i feel like they put they put the x amount of years just because they feel they have to 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But obviously, if I you're straight, you're yeah, if you're straight out of university, don't apply to a director job. But if it's mm-hmm. something like, you know, this is entry level, apply anyways. I applied yeah. to a bunch of jobs that required five years of experience. You think I had five years of experience if I was in school my whole life? No. But that I still got interviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think people just need to be confident in their own abilities and be confident about their strengths and who they are as a person and just like apply because what what can go wrong from that exactly yeah i i I agree and i feel like also if you're doing things um on your own like hobby wise that can relate to it i feel like that qualifies for those whatever years because they're probably in their head assuming that this is someone that hasn't is just graduating they haven't done anything and now they're they're super new but most of the times no people have gotten experience through their program through side projects so yeah i feel like it's it's just intimidating and maybe it's to weed out the people that aren't confident and that aren't gonna try out because then if you put that it's open to everyone and you have to like go through so many applications um this helps in like limiting you know that's true Um, i didn't think about that yeah, I feel like maybe that could be... I'm not 100% sure, but that could be a, um, one of the factors. Oh, I was listing my, my advice, but I didn't That's know fine. you were done. Okay, okay. it's a conversation. We don't <laughs> have to go... I know, I know, I know. Um, then the other thing was that, like, if you do feel like, okay, there's a job that I want, but I feel like I'm not confident in the skills that I have, yeah, make your own experience, you know? Like, maybe you won't be working somewhere for five years, but start a blog if you want to be a writer and as you do that you're gonna have things to show them which will make up for the five years of experience or whatever and then i also thought about let's say there's a job you really want and you're not 100 percent sure if you should even bother applying because it requires uh, this amount of experience maybe reach out to contacts on linkedin that work in a job that you're interested in maybe set up a call see like okay like how does this work maybe they can coach you or maybe it can just kind of get you a step closer to it and push you to actually apply maybe yeah just like search people who are in a similar position as you like the position that you want and set up a call and even like that can kind of get you in if you weren't confident to to begin with with like the experience that you had if you just want to like um uh reassure yourself so i think that would maybe work yeah i agree and i think the the whole idea is like if you're feeling behind first of all if you're getting rejected for for positions because they're putting x amount of years of experience that's just bringing you one step closer to the job that you're gonna love and it might be your dream job or it might be a job that just helps you gain enough experience to get on the path of getting your dream job but also realize that everyone's in their own unique path so comparing yourself to others is just going to be a detriment to your own journey and rather than just dwelling on like oh everyone's requiring so much experience. I I haven't been working while I was in school compared to others, but it's like you have your own unique strengths that are going to help in the job that you end up getting. So don't, don't like beat yourself up because of it. You just, you have to keep trying and keep applying and just like keep being confident in yourself. Yeah, exactly. I kind of wrote like as a joke, like, cause I was mo- more looking at it as a, on the comparison side. Like if you're in your head, uh, especially when you're just graduating, I literally wrote like delete social media. Cause I feel like you need to ground your internal voice and like silence, like the comparison, obviously don't, you don't literally have to delete it. But I just mean, I feel like that has a big thing. Cause everyone's, you know, especially on LinkedIn, like 
even I get insecure on LinkedIn. I don't even, yeah, I try not to same. go on it because yeah, everyone's putting their, accompl- like that's literally like career Instagram, you know, everyone's their accomplishments, their graduation, them getting into like these high companies. But at the end of the day, like that's their journey. Focus exactly. on yours. And I also think, like, careers are not your entire identity. Like, focus on your hobbies. Like, jobs are nice, but they're not everything. And just do things that, like, are going to spark your passion and make you feel good. And doesn't always have to be, like, something super productive. Like, eventually, it'll, like, you're going to put in the effort, but you just have to get your head into, like, a healthy space and not feel like you're behind, you know? Because the concept of being behind is, like, an illusion. Like, behind to what? Like, it's... You just have yourself. You're like the main character in your life. So just exactly. The next one is how can I know if a company slash workplace will be a good fit for me? Okay, so we kind of mentioned this before, but like pay attention to the way the interviewer communicates to you. It can tell you can tell a lot of the company culture just by that. Also, like if the interviewer, like I said, is not prepared. I had an interview once with a startup company and like. This guy did not know what to ask me. I feel like he 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 was asking Startups. me questions that was yeah. also like as if I had 10 years experience because he he he's a startup and doesn't have experience interviewing. So he would ask me like just weird questions that I'm kind of like, I don't know. And then he, I had put that I created. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very strange. I had put that I had created a website for the bakery and he was like, oh, can I look it up right now? So then I was just awkwardly sitting there while he looked up like typed in the words he was looking at it just nodding like silent like it was just like awkward he wasn't well like structured like yeah couldn't communicate then he asked me to like he asked me like how would you market basically his whole company and I'm like I'm I I took two marketing classes why are you asking me like I don't know (gasps) like it was just very it felt very strange I was uncomfortable so I was like right away I'm like even if they offer me a job that's a no for me I feel like they were like looking for one person to just manage their whole startup exactly (laughs) and that's also startups exactly so that's also a factor where I'm like I'm not gonna be taking care of something unless I'm passionate about it and like I'm not really passionate about this so like that's a big no for me so yeah too I like feel the like negative experience. Yeah. I feel like interviews are like a big hint as to yes. what they're like, you know? How the company is. Yeah. Because like even me, the negative experience that I had was with a startup. I'm like, yeah. yo, this is I'm like, too much. It's a mess. You gotta relax. Yeah. But... They're putting like all the responsibilities onto you. Exactly. And then also re- research the company beforehand on like, like Afi said, Glassdoor, past employees leave reviews, but also like be mindful that if there's a lot of negative, negative reviews, people that have negative experiences have more motive to leave comments so just take it with a grain of salt but like yeah you can, of course you can, yeah but you can find a lot of information from like Glassdoor, indeed like all those places um and then also make sure the core values that the company has matches Match your up. core values 100 percent, yeah me too it was pretty much that for me it was just like because you don't have a lot to base it off of obviously you do your research i would say if you have a good feeling from the interview and the interviewer um the company culture seems to be healthy then i think that's like a pretty good start word of mouth you know if if you know people that have worked there before can ask about their experience so i feel like um yeah that's kind of like the best way to know if it's going to be a good fit but you just got to try and then if you don't exactly. if it doesn't work out you don't feel like you're stuck like you can always yeah. get out exactly okay the next question which i didn't really prepare notes for but i'll pitch it it's okay i have some um, <laughs> if i'm presented with two opportunities 
How do I know which one to pick? Okay, this was a tough question. So I only have like one point on this, but I want to say again, take money out of the equation and weigh the (laughs) benefits that the job will have for you. Yeah. So will it increase your skill set? Does the company culture fit you? Do you see potential to move up in the company? Will doing this job lead you to your long-term goals? And like which position, just like flatly, which position excites you the most? Yeah. Because one position could excite you, but maybe they're paying less. But maybe you see yourself moving up there and you feel like you're going to get challenged and it's going to be more fun to do that than it is to do the high paying job and just like do like data entry, let's say. Yeah, not, no, I agree. Not mashing data <laughs> entry, very important yeah. for our society. Yeah. I did it, but... Yeah, no, <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I agree. Yeah, the first thought was wage that came into mind, but then when Kathy, when you look at you it, wage... look at it like that, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't actually, like, make a job that you don't like better, so I would say that should be maybe one of the last things you yeah. look at. Like, money is a motivator, but it shouldn't be your number one motivation. Yeah, exactly. I think I would say company and position are the most important because yes you can like the position a lot but if it's a shitty company then the position might not feel the same as another bigger company that's more established and has resources so i think because obviously similar uh positions can maybe be different based on the companies what you have to do your task so definitely maybe look at like the size of the company you know do they have good resources are they like pretty established unless you want to be like really learning from scratch and like doing the heavy lifting then that's different yeah um but that's why it has to align with your with your needs exactly with your goals and your needs so definitely look into that um company size culture resources all of that um then i would say position for sure like kathy said and then maybe one of the last well benefits yeah comes into like the culture and stuff and then last i would see like wage you know if you're if you like both equally then maybe the wage can help like if one is more than the other then for sure but i definitely wouldn't look at it as like a number one indicator because i would yeah. i had a job that like i was getting paid very well but i hated yeah. my life and i think you yeah. did too so I- yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mentioned it a lot it definitely had a big impact so yeah it yeah it's not gonna fix like that like extra whatever yeah you're still gonna hate your life yeah so, <laughs> so exactly yeah don't recommend last <laughs> last criteria so the yeah. next question the last one for this category is hi how can i move up in the ranks without so- sounding too bossy or like a pick me Ooh, mm-hmm. like a pick me okay so i kind of saw this and i was like but you kind of have to be a pick me in work there is no pick me yeah just- i'm like you you need to be confident remember everyone is competing even your co-workers yeah. that you're best friends with you guys are all competing to move up in the company so like exactly. you need to take care of yourself you exactly know? i feel like there's a difference between like kissing someone's ass and like no ha- having no self-respect sure. just to move up and, and just you can tell showing that you yeah, like if you're showing that you care and that you want, like it's not bad, it's not pick me to show that you want something, you know? There's like a proper way to do it and like a class, as long as you're not disrespecting other people, you're not like snitch, not snitching, but you're just, you're minding your business and you're focusing on what you want without putting anyone under the bus, you know? I feel exactly. like pick me is more associated with like. You're putting other people down in order to. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Whereas you don't need to do that. So I feel like just show that you're the best one show you're passionate and yeah i don't think that's pick me or bossy i feel like bossy 
is associated to females a lot, like um, women, sorry, not females, women. Yeah. Um, like males, it's kind of more like, oh, they're assertive or they're confident. But the bossy, maybe it's like a um, double standard thing. Um, but yeah, it's okay to assert yourself. I think in that sense, because like I said, like show that you can take lead and take initiative. But like, for example, uh, where I'm working, I like to take on extra things and I don't mind taking it on, but like, I'm not going to start bossing around employees that have been there longer than me and are just doing their job. Like I'm going to show appreciation for them. I'm going to be like, if they have to hand something over, I'm going to say, thank you, queen. Like I'm going to be kind to others while still, (laughs) no, exactly. I'm going to be kind to others while still trying to do, trying to work hard and try to show that I, I can take that initiative and I can still take on more responsibility and deliver what everything that I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, be um like intertwining your task with someone else's task when yeah that's their job exactly you kind of have to set exactly you you can be open like let them know you're open to taking things on because like you're interested but always let them make the decision if it's their their mm-hmm. task you know what yeah. i mean but yeah, don't take like, over someone's and, role unless they're asking exactly exactly and if you can ask them if they're comfortable with it but don't be doing it without like them knowing you know communicate communicate so that you know what they need from you and yeah yeah so also when i was saying like take on more responsibility but make sure that your employer is not taking advantage of you and like is showing appreciation to you and like you know that there's you have to have that salary conversation if you see that you're taking on responsibility you're delivering everything the way you're supposed to be sure to have that salary conversation and also make sure that you're like this is kind of all intertwining, but make sure you're able to work well with others because no one is going to want you to move up if you can't communicate well with others and you can't be a team player. So make sure that you you can work autonomously, but also be comfortable with others. Because I feel like if you're moving up, depending on the company, um, you might move up and then you might have to start managing people. So if you're moving up, but you're not really working well with others, no one's going to want you in that higher position. Exactly. You still need to be likable and be, I feel like you need to be adaptable like to environments and people in general and know how to like create boundaries, but also like work well, communicate all of that stuff. I think the key is to like work hard, but still show kindness to others. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like just show that you're not gonna do you're not gonna put throw people under the bus just to get just to something get you're gonna yeah. be genuine and like actually you care exactly because at the end of the day i feel like if you're moving up to you have to show that you care about like it's the humans and people that you're working with yeah exactly. exactly okay okay so on that let's move into the salaries conversation so we have two questions here so first question is should i be worried about having a relatively low salary in my first job out of university Um, I feel like it depends Um, if it's something you really like. Because we always say, right, don't look at the, you know. But I think with your, like, if you're coming out, uh, it's in your first job out of uni, you know, you have a degree, so you kind of know what to expect, you know. And if you're doing research and you're looking at similar positions that you want to apply to and it's kind of not matching up, Mm -hmm. Maybe it depends on the company's budget too. Like it depends if it's a small or big company. But 
I wouldn't stay there for too long. I would yeah. say like maybe get your experience, like see what it's like and see if it's worth it. Because salary, although it shouldn't, it's not the main driving factor, if it's very low, it still has an impact. Because if you know that you can get more um, f- while doing what you love, then it'll definitely like play with your motivation. Um, so get that maybe maybe less than a year I would say and then try to find something or negotiate with your your employer and see if you can get a higher salary yeah so my immediate answer would be like no don't be worried about having a low salary because it yeah, is exactly. you're going into an entry-level position but exactly what Afi said if you you should be researching similar positions on LinkedIn, Indeed, Glassdoor, seeing what other companies offer because sometimes they put the, the range. I know Glassdoor, I think that's the number one that they put all the information. So be sure to go there, see what other employers are saying for salary ranges and be sure that when you're in the interview, ask for that. Because I know so a lot know. of people say like, what do you expect as a salary range? Or like, if, if you ha- haven't ha- discussed salary, ask that as a question because- you don't want to be undervalued either just because you're straight out of university. You want to be able to be paid the same as any other company. So if you really like a company, but you you find that like the salary is pretty low, ask that question. Ask if you can get paid the, the pay range that you want, basically. Exactly. Always aim high. I feel like people are scared. Aim high because they're not going to reject you. They're just going to be like, oh, actually, this is the salary. Are you okay with that? Or it's going to be what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in my current position, I I had, they gave me a but, um, a salary in the range that I asked for. But I was like, okay, when they were explaining everything to me, I was like, let me just, let me just ask again. I'm like, is there any way I could get like a little higher like this instead? And they were like, unfortunately, no, we don't have the budget for it, blah, blah, blah. But but I'm like, okay, that's fine. They didn't she's like, like no. fire you. Exactly. Or she's like, like no, it's good. Job. Exactly. And because she knew it was my first official job out of university, she was like, no, but it's good that you asked. I'm glad you took the initiative to ask. Like people appreciate when you're taking the initiative. So it's, a, it's the same thing. If you're trying to move up, you want to take the initiative to like talk about these things and talk mm-hmm. about like the hard topics, even though they're exactly. not really hard but hard it just less it it seems like lighter too direct yeah Yeah. exactly i think and it also shows confidence i feel like it's like you putting a price to your skills which is kind of what you're doing and it shows that you're worth a lot you know so it's good okay awesome so the next salary question how do i negotiate my salary and how do i ask for a pay raise you take this so, away, Kat, okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never actually done this yet, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so go into the... If you're scheduling a meeting, let's say you want to pay raise. Go into the meeting prepared with a list of accomplishments... Accom- <laughs> Hold on. Go, go into the meeting prepared with a list of accomplishments that you've done in your role to show why you deserve a pay raise because I feel like a lot of people just ask it because they were like oh it's I've been here for a year so I deserve a raise but it's like okay but what have you actually done to earn it exactly and like people I feel like you um keep track of okay I've done this 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 but everyone else they're not paying it they have so many things to run the person that's taking care of your salary isn't writing down everything you've accomplished you have to like tell them again exactly exactly so be sure to like have an explanation as to why you deserve that kind of raise. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it's a salary conversation, I feel like if you're in an interview, just straight up ask and be like, listen, I 
Like, I think I deserve between this much or this much. Or, like, if you want to give a straight answer, I deserve 60000 I don't know. Yeah. Say it. Because you've done your research from the other companies, like we just said. So you know how much you're worth. And if they can't pay you that, and if they're underpaying you, you shouldn't be working there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know? Actually, um, okay, the one tip that I saw, yeah. which was on TikTok. So I've, I've never done this <laughs> either. But uh, basically... I, it, it also depends how you word it. TikTok mm-hmm. had a lot of videos no, about 100%. that. No, 100%. Yeah, I exactly. Saw a lot of you have to word it. You can't, yeah, you can't word it in a way where you're like attacking the person for not like, you know, it has to be worded properly. But they were kind of saying how you can, let's say you're doing tasks that aren't necessarily in your position and a bit out of your position. You can use that to be like, you know, someone who is doing these positions that aren't mine is paid this much like you do your research and you kind of bring it up and then you're like so if you'd like me to whatever continue doing this or if i'm if or that you can even ask i think to create like a special um job position that combines the two which was kind of lead to like a raise because yeah. it would be like a make sure exactly make sure yeah. that it's not just a title change it comes with the pay because you're doing exactly. stuff that's outside of your current position so you should exactly. be you should be um I was about to say compromise, compensated. Compensated, yeah. For that. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then my last tip is just like a raise can also be in the form of like extra benefits or vacation. So like, mm-hmm. let's say they don't have the budget to like fund you in actual dollar amounts. You can yeah. see if they can fund you in like vacations or like take extra days off or more benefits, stuff like that. So like, don't yeah. be afraid to ask and negotiate different things, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Ooh, I'm going to listen to this before every interview and before I need to ask for a salary yes. negotiation. Yeah, we, this is going to be a long episode. So I hope you guys are taking oh a God, lot of information yeah. from this. So our last section, business blues. When the job isn't what you expect. Dun, dun, dun. I know, this one's <laughs> intense. The first question is, how do I know if it's time to get a new job? Take it away, Kathy. <laughs> okay, so my first question to you is, are you actually u- utilizing your strengths? So if you're like bored at work, you probably aren't being challenged enough. Like you don't see really progression to either like move up anymore than 100% try to find something different. Also, if you're constantly overwhelmed or anxious at mm-hmm. work and like it's it could be just your environment or it could be the work that you're doing maybe they're giving you too much and it's like yeah it's just overwhelming even if even if you voice to your employer let's say that you you the workload is too much and they're not making a change 100 percent time to find a new job because they're not yeah. they're not first of all they're not compensating you for it they're not giving you a raise for it they're not they're just expecting you to do the work and if it's too much on your plate and you're compromising your mental health because of it yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't compromise your health for a job let's just start no, there literally for nothing exactly like kathy said honestly you said it all but um if you're not being challenged and you're not learning anything new and you've everything you've uh you've learned everything you you needed to then it's time to go because at that point you're just like it's not exciting and it's i don't boring, know i feel yeah. like a, yeah i feel like a job should be that and if you're bored of it then there's a, it just won't make you happy at that point um, I think, yeah, for sure, mental health. Like, if they're taking advantage of you and you know it and it's literally, like, having a toll on your mental health then it's definitely time to go because it's not healthy, you just know it. Like, I feel like you feel it in your body, you know? Obviously, um, also, like, if you're checking the time a lot and you just want the day to be over. <laughs> yeah. 
like there's obviously a certain extent you know sometimes you're just having one of those days but if you're doing it constantly and i know sometimes me your mentality like i know sometimes i'll go to work and i'll be annoyed even before getting there and that will kind of ruin my day and i can maybe change that but sometimes it just no it's just the fact like, you just constant. don't like it yeah exactly so then i think that's one of the that one of the big signs too if you're just bored not simulated and it's having a toll on your mental health people are taking advantage of you then it's not worth it exactly and I think it's time to go to the next exactly and i think if it's like if your friends ask you how work is and your immediate reaction is to say something negative that answers your question yeah, it's not a good sign <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> i think it's time to go <laughs> exactly yeah you can't oh it's kind of like we always say like yes they're gonna have bad times but like not all the time like it shouldn't be always like you gotta take shouldn't the good outweigh. with the bad and all exactly. that yeah it's like it's nah, the same nah. thing like dating yeah it's literally <laughs> if the, the same bad days outweigh the good <laughs> then you gotta get out gotta snip go. snip yeah. <laughs> okay okay so uh sorry yeah the next question was what does career burnout look like okay i feel like this we can be very quick here so like obviously it's like exhaustion irritation you feel useless you're not being challenged i think a big thing is like even if you accomplish something you don't get excited about it mm. then you're probably yeah. like you're so exhausted from doing all the work to get there that you're like yeah. you're burnt out from it um if you're like more distant with coworkers, you don't really want to be involved in like let's say like they're all having lunch together you don't really want to go like i think it's just stuff that like kind of yeah. it makes everything negative because you're just like you're so you're so tired of everything. Like everything just builds up and you're like, okay, that's it. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I feel like people think this happens like way later on in their life, like after the 30, but it can actually happen. I feel like after, like even in your te like if you're doing something for a long time and you're just always constantly working exhausted and like no energy, then that can be burnout as well. It's not like yeah. a certain age that's like associated with it or just a certain career, you know, you can be working in like, maybe fast food and get like restaurants and get a burnout, you know? So it's, it's really like with anything. So yeah. It's not and it doesn't have like to be super extreme. Cause it could just be like, let's say in your industry, it could be your industry's busy season. Yeah. And you get exhausted mm. from that because you have to work long hours. You have to, you have to finish your project, but what like black Friday for me, Oh, I was exhausted. Oh I couldn't, no, I mentally, some... I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. You know? exactly. And I think at that point, that's when you're like, okay, I need, I need a day off. I'm burnt You have out. to take yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. You need to take a vacation, a break from it and like force yourself not to think of work because like you need to refresh. Yeah. Yeah. Even me, sometimes I feel like that. Like, I don't know if it's actually that, but I'm like, I think I'm like, I'm, I'm burnt out from the week from working yeah. this much and like the hours. And I was just randomly thinking like I work in retail. So I was like, how is it normal to be on your feet just walking around for like eight hours straight? I don't know how you like. Do how my does life. that make sense? You know, but like, how is that like weird? I'm like, we're pretty sure that's not healthy. Like, maybe a four hour, five hour shift, for like eight hours, and only a thirty minute. Like, I only get thirty minutes of a break, and I was like, that doesn't. <laughs> also, like to <laughs> all the nurses normal. out there. Oh my so god, it's sorry. true because so oh they god. work like, like 13 hours shifts, on their feet. Yeah, and yeah. then night shift soup. I could Oh my god, we appreciate whatever. you. We love you. Yes. Seriously. Okay, okay so the <laughs> next question, let's move on. Yeah. yeah. My job isn't as fulfilling as it used to be, but it's a comfy job. Do I stick it out? Okay, Ooh. I think this kinda ties in what we've been saying for the last two questions, but like mm -hmm. 
I think you have to look at your current situation and be like, okay, is it a good idea for me right now to, to find Change. a new job? Cause maybe yeah. like as of right now you need this job because of certain, a lack of resources and stuff like that. So maybe in that sense, don't, but don't, don't let yourself like not look. You know what I mean? Mm, Like you can still be researching jobs even though you don't plan on actually like leaving anytime soon, but at least you can start seeing what's out there and seeing like maybe one position pops up that is like similar to what you're doing, but it gives you more of a challenge and like that's going to interest you. So maybe you can apply there. But I think the, the, the number one thing is don't quit your job unless you have a backup option. Like that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. I think, yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of tricky, but I would say... It depends, like Kathy said, it depends what your situation is in. Because you said it's it's comfy, like it's not as fulfilling, but it's still a comfortable kind of. Exactly. So that means you're not like, you're not the happiest, but you're not like stressed and anxious like 24-7. You're just bored, so it's not stimulating. So I would say if you can afford to do so in terms of like financially and like, let's say like... um with the unsure, like, unsureness or unsurety, I don't know, risky. Yeah, uncertainty, unsurety. Unsureness. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, because, you know, obviously when you're going to a new job, there's that, like, three-month probation. So if you're, like, okay with it being, like, a bit, like, riskier, then I would say go for it. Because you obviously still want a job that, like, excites you to the fullest. But if you need some time or like you have other things going on in your life and you can't really focus right now on looking for something else and like sticking with it, then wait it out. But I would say don't stay at this job forever if you're not, it's not fulfilling. Like don't be like, okay, this is going to be it and that's all because it's comfy. Eventually, I feel like you'll have to take that step towards finding something that will fulfill you more Um, because yeah, you want to be like the happiest you can. Yeah, and if you have to stay in that job for whatever reason, if you you just need to have stability, then you can find things at your job that maybe you can take on extra responsibility or mm-hmm. like do take initiative and go the extra mile just to like make your job more exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe maybe even I don't know if your job might offer like I don't okay I think it depends the company that you're working at, but let's say like the company that I work at, it's kind of a bigger company, so they do offer like classes. Let's say if you want to do like french classes they offer excel classes like maybe just to to further your skills in order to start applying to more places you could do that you know what i mean exactly yeah i agree and maybe you can like do a different position within the same company so that way it's like a change but it's not too much out of your comfort zone but it'll still be more fulfilling so exactly okay so the next one is how do you say you're an idiot in professional talk so i was staring at this question for so long. I'm like, I have no idea. But then I Googled it. <laughs> TikTok. I feel like TikTok, this has come oh, up a lot. 100, like there's there's this one girl. I don't know yes. what her name is, but she's always like talking to her friend. She's like, how do you say this without sounding rude? And then yes. he gives like a very proper answer. Yeah. yeah we have to find that. Them. I'll yeah, answer that it if I can good. find that. Yeah. But when I Googled this, they wrote, this may not be something in your skill set. So blah, blah, blah. And then you continue. That sounds so harsh, though. Even like saying, <laughs> but you say it in like, like a, you're dumb, but you're professional exactly, talk, yeah. you're dumb. <laughs> it's in a professional way. <laughs> exactly. You just you basically don't use idiot, and yeah, you just have to use like professional sounding words where they can't really tell if you're calling them dumb or not. 
And be di- be direct, but not direct enough where they can like decode the message. Exactly. That's okay, it. Okay, cool. That's a That's short, funny. sweet. Yeah, answer. I've seen a lot of. Yeah, I I think I saved it where it was like how to write this in a prof- like people would ask questions. It was yeah. funny though. Okay, so the next one is how do I set boundaries but still make it known that I want to work hard? I think. First of all, I think the question you're putting too much, you're overthinking already because you shouldn't be thinking like if I set a boundary, they're going to think I'm lazy. I'm not you know working what I mean? hard. Yeah. So first stop overthinking. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, no. Okay. That's a joke. But um, always <laughs> here are my tips. I got five tips. So always remember that not everything needs to be a meeting. So if you think like, like someone books a meeting and you're like, this is this can be like a conversation. This can be an email. Email. Don't be afraid. Uh. Yeah. Don't be afraid to decline the meeting. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So like it kind of goes into like boundaries. You have to learn to say no. That's declining a meeting is saying no. Like I don't really need to waste my time on this. I think setting boundaries shows that you are working hard because you're creating more like it's just more organized, more structured. You're being exactly. more efficient and you're not wasting time. So it really yeah. depends how you look at it, but. Yeah, exactly. 100% agree. Um, Also, I think don't be afraid to take vacations and take a day off. I know I'm really bad at this because I literally forget that I have vacation and six days that I can take. Yeah. And I don't take take them because I'm like, oh, I could just be finishing work and blah, blah, blah. But like, I I like my company because we're very good at like prioritizing mental health. And like, my boss is always like encouraging us to take a day off if like we're stressed and stuff. Yeah. So... Just don't be afraid to take a day off and re reset yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you're probably you know, like rest is needed for you to be actually productive and efficient. So it's it, it's actually going to be beneficial. You I, I even realize just like when I'm doing tasks after I sleep and wake up and do it rather than like at night when I'm tired, I'm, it's way easier and my brain is processing way quicker and just makes more sense. Whereas last night I was like, I don't know what this is. Exactly. And obviously don't take a day off if you know you're in a busy season and you have stuff to accomplish. But like, if you're out of it, just feel free to take a day off. You shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be like constrained to your desk. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. Yeah. So also have clear conversations with coworkers about what your boundaries are. So let's say if like, this is kind of like mom-ish, but if you like, you know, you want to be home for dinner with your kids and you got to leave by 5.30, make sure people know that you're out of here by 5.30 exactly and people are gonna know that like work is not your whole life if you're a parent or just a human being like you have other things to do you can't i don't i think it may be like if they're thinking that you setting boundaries is you not working hard then that's probably like an unhealthy environment exactly that's a toxic company culture exactly like it's not that's not good so yeah um also be sure to negotiate your expectations so like an example that I put here is like, let's say um, a cross-functional team asks you to do something that you know it's going to take at least two weeks, but they said they need it by end of week. Don't rush the task just to fulfill their deadline. Yeah. Because first of all, it's on them for giving you a short deadline without actually asking about the workload and asking about what it is. So make sure you communicate that expectation. Be like, hey, listen, this actually is going to take about two weeks, so can I hand it to you on this day instead of by end of week because I won't be able to finish it. 
Like, just yeah, be sure to, like, sense. communicate. Because if you don't say it, they're not going to know. So they're just going to expect you to do it. And then if you're rushing They'll and, like, working time. overtime. Exactly. If you're working overtime just to accomplish it. And it's just because they don't know that it takes long. Yeah, it's not That's working. on you. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. I agree. 100%. Communicate. Yeah. Okay. My cool. Last, last question. Wait, wait, wait. My oh, last, last tip. tip. Okay. Sorry. I thought you <laughs> sorry, said last sorry. question. I was I like, so much to no, say. no, no. It's okay. Good. No, it's good. We need this. Okay, my last tip, I'll try to keep it short and sweet, but if you're working from home, ensure that your team knows that by X time you're clocking out, you're unreachable. Because I feel like it's so hard, even for me, like I I told my manager and my boss that I want to finish work between 5, 5.30, but I, I still have like teams on my phone. So if they message me, I'll answer yeah you shouldn't be doing that don't answer because you want to because then they're gonna think it's like okay to message you because you're not actually setting like the boundary firmly exactly and like my team like no one expects an answer back but i feel like my whole team is like that we'll just answer and then they're they're always like okay sorry for messaging you have to be the differentiator exactly so you gotta like put your foot down and be like okay no i'm not answering even if you can set up an auto email that if people email you outside of work hours then you can say like, oh, I'll respond to you by this time. We kind of have like a rule in our company that no one can send you emails between, I think it's 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, Something like that. Like people yeah. still do it, but just you're not expected to answer basically. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And just so, like, don't be sure... look at your work emails. Like, exactly. Be sure to like, if you can delete the app, if you're strong and you don't need the app on your phone, the Kathy, only reason, honestly, the only reason that I have the app is because I, I work with promotion. So if something goes wrong and I need to fix it, like I need to be notified right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. But like, yeah, I understand. Try to separate that. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, because like separating online, like, um, sorry, for, like online, like working from home. And then when you're um done work especially when you're at home it's just so tough because you're doing everything remotely and like you don't know when to turn on and off but you just gotta not like have the that's why i feel like once you start reading it you're like tempted to answer you know but yeah you just have it's a habit you have to create but no for sure that's a good boundary to set okay Okay. so the last question this time (laughs) is how to deal with a very talkative coworker without being rude. I have work to do. <laughs> I kind of feel this. Yeah. So I feel like I talk sometimes without like everyone's working. It's silent. And then I'm randomly bringing up a story. So, <laughs> so sorry to my coworkers if you're listening to this. I just like I talk to people because like I've been working from home for so long that I'm just mm. like, I need to you speak. need to like. Like yeah. even like I'm going to distract you. I'm sorry, but I need to speak. But there are limits to this. So I feel like obviously everyone's first reaction should be like, oh, just put your, your phones in. Like make sure they That's see. That's more that passive. You- like aggressive. Yeah. Like a just little like, bit. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, but people still might talk to you, might try to catch your attention, stuff like that. So like if they do that and they're trying to, and they're constantly talking, just stop them and say it in a nice way. Be like, I need to finish this, but schedule another time for it so like i need to finish this but we can continue this conversation at lunch if you'd like yes that's what i was gonna say i would feel like be like okay great i just need to finish this task how about we talk about this like when we have free time or like message me about it you just have to be a little like sneaky with it yeah and say it 
in a very nice way because you don't want them to think like you don't enjoy their company or like you don't obviously you don't want to sound rude and be like shut up like you're talking so much so like say it in a very nice way that like you still enjoy this conversation but you have work to finish yeah but you know? sometimes though like i've had this before like they're gonna be talking and i'm like i don't enjoy what you I know. Like, I don't but that, even know what You can what still use that, about. like, oh, we can continue yeah. this at lunch and then just not continue it. <laughs> not follow up with them. Yeah. Be like, oops, Adam. Exactly. They'll just forget by that time. But yeah, exactly. I think no. you just have to. They will, though. Yeah, you just have to, like, also keep your. If they're trying to really talk to you and you're not 100%, keep your answers short. Like, don't respond yes. with full oh on sentences. So much. Yeah, just be like, mm hmm, yeah, okay. Like, honestly, I know it, it is passive aggressive a little bit, but like, but like, not that you're showing. Hint. Yeah. Like sometimes like you're busy and they won't leave you alone. So you kind of have to show that you're like working or just answer very, like, sometimes I don't know what my coworkers are telling me and I'm like, yeah, but, um, <laughs> that's that long pause. Just, yeah. It's just like, I just thought about this because some of my coworkers listen to this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no it's fine it's, it's but fine you just but it just be very like yeah be nonchalant about it and be like okay you know um also if you're working from home though and let's say they're messaging you constantly because that could also happen there yeah. is a snooze and a do not disturb on every messaging uh, channel so be sure yes. to do that because then you won't yeah. see the messages pop up and you'll answer when you're actually free exactly that's the best like i know i used to use slack and they would have like a do not disturb from this time to this time best Thing I know. Ever. It would always be on Do Not Disturb. Because yeah. I, I like to like answer on my own terms and like I don't like having things pop out. Yeah, you know time. what though? I feel like it's kind of annoying to have this messaging system because like if I see a message pop up, I'll answer right away. And if they're asking me to do something, I stop doing what and I'm doing to finish that and then I forget yeah. what I was doing. So it's kind of like it's t- working tricky. from home has its cons. Let me just say yeah. that. <laughs> For sure, no. But sure. yeah. Okay, I think we're done. The episode we <laughs> made it through. It's a bit wow. of a long one, so I hope yeah. you guys took something out of it. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this one. I love talking I, about career. I, it was really beneficial, and I felt like because I don't have that much experience because I'm still a student, I didn't know if I could contribute. But I feel like we well, yeah. you you well, contribute a lot. But I like feel like you like, worked more than I have, to be honest. Yeah, but it's like I they're more like smaller jobs i feel like they're not well, like they're not first of all it's not a small job not small, i would be exhausted like, doing your job it's just yeah, a different job a different type of job like less corporate level whatever more like but yeah no it was really good and i feel like i learned things just like through interviews that even if i didn't continue like doing the job i learned like through the interviews information people other people's advice when i was doing interviews so this was really fun we hope you guys I, oh, enjoyed it i yeah. also just want to super random just yeah. thought about it but if your school is offering conferences or like workshops mm. like afi was in jmma which like the, yes. the marketing association, association and there was like uh it's not workshops what is it called they had they workshops and we also had conferences okay so it's, yeah exactly what yeah like then. conferences workshops little yeah events, like, so that can kind of that. help for the first question where it's like, how do you stay motivated? Maybe you can go yeah. to that and see like real life examples of what you're studying. And maybe that can be a motivator because you're like, oh, okay, that's super interesting. That's where I want to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> love- no, no, this is good. 
<laughs> Sorry. Actually, like a lot of universities as students, they have so many resources and we don't use yeah. them. Like I didn't know I about didn't associations use or committees. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this? But definitely recommend. And even if you're shy, just go because everyone's feeling the same way. But exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we've wrapped it up. We hope you guys enjoyed it and benefited from it. If you have any other tips just regarding careers, CVs or whatever, leave them, comment, YouTube, anywhere, Instagram. If you guys have more questions and you want a part two also, we can do that. Oh, maybe we yes. can be, if maybe it can be more specific. I don't know. Yes. Or if you have certain situations that you mm-hmm. want advice with, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. This is really fun, actually. Um, and of course, as usual, follow us on Instagram, Wild Thoughts Pod, TikTok. Subscribe to YouTube. Leave comment, like, subscribe. <laughs> I already said that. All that and, jazz. Yeah, and it's gonna be linked as usual below. And um, you can follow on our personal um, social medias also. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. See you next time, guys. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>